caution, you will begin to love your 9 to 5 with this show. Join us as we explore and discover your unique strengths and learn to apply them to your daily business activities with your host, Shmuel Septimus. Okay, welcome to this episode. Thanks for joining us and for listening to us today. We have a very exciting guest with us today. We have Coach Jim Johnson. Coach Jim Johnson is from the Rochester, New York area. Um, he's written a book called A Coach and a Miracle with a fantastic story that we'll get into uh, very soon. Um, Coach right now is also a keynote lecturer, is involved in the National Speakers as a member of the National Speakers Association. He's a motivational speaker, has been a teacher and coach for several decades and brings brings with him you know quite the experience that we can learn so much from and we can see how we could apply that to our professional careers even if you don't like basketball even but if you do then you'll definitely appreciate some of the some of the parables some of the examples that much more so with no further ado uh coach i would like if you can share with us a little bit more personally and professionally what you're up to right now and take it away welcome coach Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, to start, uh, I'm very proud of my family. I want to share just very quickly that uh, in next week I'll be, be married 35 years to my lovely bride. And uh, we have one son, and my bride and I are both teachers and coaches, and yet my son took a different path, and we're very proud. He became an attorney. I went to Pepperdine Law School in California, and he stayed out in the Los Angeles area as an attorney and, and is doing very well. Uh, professionally, I actually follow the footsteps of my parents in the sense that my dad was actually a high school teacher, went into administration later, and was also my high school basketball coach. And my mom was an elementary school teacher. And that's the path I chose. I was the oldest of six children. And only one other of my siblings ended up going into education. Uh, but I'm very proud. I had a long career. I was a teacher for over three decades and also a, a, a basketball coach for, uh, as well. I just retired from everything coaching and teaching in 2016 because I was part of a story that I'll share in a little bit back in 2006 that touched my heart deeply and fortunately touched a lot of other hearts as well. And it thrust me into the speaking world, which I've absolutely fallen in love in. And right now I do an inspirational talk, a leadership talk, and I talk about teamwork as well. And I also do some workshops. And I've been doing that for over a decade, but I just decided uh, I've become so passionate about it that I wanted to uh, do that full time. So I've been speaking full time for just over a year now. Well, wow, so coach, that's quite a career, something that you definitely should be very proud of. Um, let, let's jump straight into it. I mean, I've read, you know, your, I've been on your website. I've watched some of the videos there. And I've also watched the YouTube video, uh, the story of J-Mac. So give us the short version of J-Mac. Sure. So there's a young man that came into our basketball program uh, that changed my life dramatically uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, his name was Jason McElwain. He got tagged the name J-Mac by me because I couldn't pronounce his last name too well. Unfortunately, the name stuck because he liked it. And he uh, has autism, which has become very prevalent in our country. In fact, the latest research I've seen is, is one in 68 children born in the United States are on the spectrum now. 
But yeah. despite Jason being autistic and learning disabled, did not stop him from having a big dream. And his dream was he wanted to play on the varsity basketball team. And what was very unique and special about Jason, in fact, I'm reading Angela Duckworth's book called Grid. I saw her speak at the Global Leadership Summit a couple of days ago. And uh, J-Mac, as I'm reading this book, is the definition of grit. Uh, because I coached 30 years as a head coach, and I rarely ever had a young person, if they didn't make our team, try out the second year. Well, Jason didn't make our team three consecutive years, yet he stayed on as our team manager. And when he didn't make it his senior year, I shared with him, because he was so loyal and committed to our program, that I was going to give him a gift. And the gift was I was going to give him a, a uniform for senior night and hopefully get him into our final home game. Wow. Well, that was February 15th, 2006. And I was so touched because senior night is always special. It's where we honor our seniors and bring their parents out. But see Jason now embracing his parents in uniform instead of his white shirt and black tie is a memory I will always cherish. Well, with just over four minutes left in the game, I decided the time was right. I put J-Mac in his first varsity basketball game. The first time he touched the ball, he shot a three-pointer from the right corner. The crowd stood in anticipation. It missed by like six feet. It wasn't even close. <laughs> wow. And as I kid what were you people, thinking I know like, um, were you having second thoughts at that point? You know, not really, because I, I just wanted to help him score a basket. I thought if he could score a basket. So um, the interesting thing is it was a very valuable lesson that I, I think we could all learn from J-Mac is how many times in life do we give up after we fail on the first attempt? And yet Jason never phased him. He went on. The second shot he took was a much shorter shot. It was a lot closer. It hit the backboard and rim didn't go in. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, God's starting to listen. We're getting closer. And then the third one was a three-pointer, and this time it went in. And the place just exploded. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, God must be a basketball fan. Now he is Jason <laughs> He's got a three-pointer. It can't get any better than this, right? Well, interesting enough, I, as I kid people, because Jason's boyhood idol was Kobe Bryant, that mm -hmm. he turned into Kobe Bryant for the last three minutes of the game, and he just started making shot after shot. And when the smoke cleared, our public address announcer came on after he made a shot right at the bottom, a long three-pointer, and said, the leading scorer for the Trojans tonight, our nickname, J-Mac with 20 points, and I was just numb. In fact, I thought to myself with my math brain, if he'd have played the whole game, he'd have scored 160 points. Wow. It wow. was just that is, really, that is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I, if for and, those of you who didn't see the video, you really got to watch it. That Jim goes absolutely berserk. They go crazy after the first shot, but I watched it. By the time you hit the buzzer, both teams were celebrating that victory. I mean, that was it's just something that's really, really phenomenal to watch. And you could see how, how much that video has been watched and shared. That really struck a chord with so many, so many people. How did that uh, affect your professional career? Or actually, even before we go there, what do you think it is that, that um, I know there was some prayers going there, and I know that God obviously right. is definitely a basketball fan, um, right. or definitely a J-Mac fan. But the, yeah. what exactly happened there? This is someone who pr didn't really have the skill and somehow just got into the zone, so to speak. And it was literally on fire. 
I've done a lot of reflecting on it. In fact, I wrote a book called, ironically, A Coach in a Miracle, because I really believe I witnessed a miracle. Uh, you know, I got kidded a lot. That, you know, why didn't you play him earlier and all that? But, right. you know, I had seen him play numerous times, and, and he had a heart of gold, but, you know, he wasn't a very skilled player. And I really believe that, uh, you know, whatever you believe, I, I, I do believe in God, you know, and, and is that that it was a way that we could send a message through Jason because autism now has become very prevalent in, you know, all over the world right. is to give people hope. And I think when you give people hope and inspiration, that's always a great start. And that, that's what I really believe happened is through JMAC, we got a, a chance to be inspired and really to get everybody to think again, you know, people can do a lot more than you think they can. Mm -hmm. And Jason certainly proved that that night. Let me ask you a question. Was Jason ever able to replicate that behavior? Did he ever get back onto the court since then? Or did the magic run out? Uh, actually, he, um, you know, because that season, the rule in our area is to play, because that was our last game of the year, right. is he would have to play in six games to play in our postseason. I mean, he understood that. He came back as our manager. And ironically, I had been a fairly successful coach at that, you know, up to going in that year. But we kept my big stumbling block is we kept losing in our postseason tournament. In fact, mm -hmm. going into Jason's senior, we lost six times in the semifinals. Yeah. And ironically, that was another four minute mile barrier broken because we won the sectional title for the first time. Wow. And interesting, Jason came back and helped me as a assistant and we ended up winning six total after that so it was uh you know it was, once it's like you know when uh banister broke the four minute mile then lots of people broke it and that was really uh something that was similar in my case uh is that you know it gave people so much hope and but yet it uh it really uh, really inspired me that 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 you know we can all do a lot more than we think we can so let's bring this back home now i mean that story is phenomenal thank you so much for sharing it I, I mean i know the story well i've watched that video several times because it's really just so phenomenal and i've heard you share it more than once and you know that 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 really is for i mean for anyone who knows anyone who's struggling with autism or with anything any other type of thing and you see them overcome a challenge in such a phenomenal way it's always so inspiring so thanks for sharing that now my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so just bringing this a little bit back home, um, mm -hmm. our focus is for those who are struggling in their careers, people who are, the, what I hear sometimes, you know, I hear the people that, oh my gosh, it's Monday, we got to go back to work and Thirsty Thursdays and TGIF and, you know, and now it's right. the weekend, we get to live. And that always frustrates me because if you don't love what you're doing every day, don't do it. Life is too short. It's, right. it's wrong. And you're doing yourself an injustice. So, there's definitely something very, there's definitely a breakthrough that happened on that basketball court that day. And there's definitely some right. connection that Jason was able to make in his way. And I would say that you were able to make with your team, uh, with Jason and really with the world, because that was something that was shared with so many people. How, right. How do you think that it's possible for somebody who's struggling professionally, either they're not happy with, uh, or, or not even not happy, if they're not, they're not excited with what they're doing every day, and they're thinking about either a career change, a mind shift change, maybe starting a business of their own. And what do you think, what type of power can somebody really find within themselves to kind of just start getting out there and shooting their metaphoric three-pointers and just start switching it? <laughs> 
Well, the thing that jumped at me, you know, I, I do an inspirational talk and two of the keys, and ironically, as I'm reading this book, Grit, they're, they're the two great keys that uh, Andrew Duckworth says about grit. But the thing that always jumps out to me is, you know, how do you find your passion? And for me, you know, I, I love teaching and coaching. And then interesting enough, it, later in my career, I ended up doing something. I remember the first time I did a public speech, I stood up, my mind stood, sat back down. I mean, I was struggled. And yet now I can't wait to get in front of audiences. And so it's really a, a thing of as your journey in life, you got to find what you really excites you. Because what I found is when I really found things I love to do, I was going to invest a lot of time. And, you know, you call that hard work, but it doesn't feel like hard work because you love it. Right. And which leads me to my second point is that when you find that passion and you, your ability is because of the love, you have what we call perseverance that what I call never give up mindset that you're going to keep pushing and plugging and finding a way. And that was what I really went through with my journey and trying to win this section five championship for the first time is we, you know, I kept trying to strive and what can I do to get better? How can I help my team become better? You know, those are questions you got to constantly ask yourself. And then the, the, the transition period is that, you know, it, it's easy for me to say, uh, you know, find what you love to do and go do it. Well, if you don't make any money, it's hard to live. So uh, I highly recommend that we, if you're not finding your passion, you're not happy in your work, then try to do something on the side. You know, f do something part time. Figure out if it's something you love. And as you as you start to get some success in it, then you can make it a bigger part of your life. So I'm not the person that says, you know, just leave your job, uh, you know, for the unknown uh, without a plan and and starting to get into it. But I think when you really find your passion, you find that you'll, you'll make it a study. That's one of the great things I can advise people is make whatever you love a study. So you get outstanding because you know, the world rewards excellence. And when they feel that you're excellent, um, you know, the marketplace is going to open up for you. Okay. What do you mean by making it a study? What, what does that mean? Uh, so that, that means that you have, a personal growth plan and you know like how many people are reading every day like I've read over a thousand books you know and wow. my challenge to your listeners is are you reading in the field that, that excites you are you getting better are you finding different ways like I, I kid people you know for the people that are driving in this world is your car a library on wheels and you Absolutely. have a seat oh I'm a huge fan of that I, I get yeah. my an hour commute each way to work right now as this is right. I'm doing exactly I'm living what you're saying because uh, I'm a nursing home administrator that's very full time but it's an hour away from my right. house I have an hour each way if I listen to a book on audible or podcast which is how I got into this at double the speed that could be four hours right. a day I could do a book a day it adds up yeah. though <laughs> It's really powerful, you know, yeah. and I'll augment what you said, you know, that I truly believe life accumulates and what you do today can either help you or hinder you. So I think the, the ability to have a personal growth plan where you're feeding your mind, like my goal is I'm going to feed my mind at least an hour every single day. And that's the reading, uh, listening in my car. Uh, you know, I have an iPod that has inspirational education stuff on it. Mm -hmm. uh, so just different ways that you can find a way to continue to grow. Because as I believe as a leader, the first person you have to grow is who? 
yourself. And then once you get that figured out, then the ability to grow others is the, is the second phase yeah. of that. So you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, I wrote down early on in this interview as I'm writing away because you're sharing so much information. Uh, but I wrote down the word perseverance and three years in a row, starting from JMAC and um, just seeing how he refuses to give up and he refused to give up until he had such phenomenal success. And I see that you've done the same thing with your team and I'm sure him being your assistant manager or if that's a title that you gave him, um, that kind of makes sense that your perseverance rubbed off onto him. But that once you've already kind of discovered during the process of discovering what your passion is, so then that's where the perseverance kicks in where, you know, I, I'm, you know, on a Sunday morning to get this house to myself took a lot of perseverance. A lot of, <laughs> people, a lot of people have to be playing elsewhere right now so that we could have this conversation. So I kind of right. get that. But at the same time, that only happens um, once you've already begun the journey. I've, I speak to people and they're like, find your passion, you know, find what you're good at. Um, everyone's talented at something. And they've heard that too many times. And sometimes they're discouraged by it because they say, no, I'm, I don't feel like I am better than anybody else. I don't feel like I have something that's unique, which I know is not true. You know, everyone, every, every single human being has something that they're good at and that they're great at that no, nobody else is great at. And they need to take the time to find it. I mean, you clearly found it um, in your coaching and your teaching. But then, you know, relatively well into your career, you found another passion that you didn't even realize. Like, I love the way you said it. You got up in front of your first crowd. You stood up and your mind sat down. So that was definitely new territory for you. You're trying out new things. And I mean, and you've made quite a career out of it yourself. So if you're talking to someone who's earlier on, someone's in their 20s or 30s or maybe even 40s, and they're, they've been doing something for a while and they're still not kind of finding it. So feeding their mind, obviously, that exposes them to a lot of things. Um, right. But what about how they even know where to begin? I mean, I had this tr struggle myself recently trying to figure out, all right, okay. I want to find what else it is. Any particular exercises, you know, that, that you would recommend or, you know, just to help people get, just experiment to find out what that is. And then they could go down there with the perseverance and the, you know, idealism that's necessary. Well, I, I truly believe to answer that question, uh, what I've found through my experience in sharing it with others is that you have, first thing you have to do is find out what your purpose or mission is. And, and that's something that's not easy. Uh, you know, I, I read uh, Dr. Covey's book many years ago, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And what really opened my eyes is when he talked about, you know, everybody should have their own personal mission statement. And at that point in my life, I was in my 30s. I had no clue what my purpose was. But it, what it did is it stimulated me to think. And I started to really understand. And I and then I started to put it right. In fact, when I travel the country, I'll often ask audiences, how many people have a personal mission statement written down? And it's very, very few. And But what I'm really trying to do is stimulate their thinking to say, okay, why am I on this earth? What is my purpose? And then I share with them, you know, that when I became clear, it helped me immensely because then it established what I was all about. And all the other thing is, is establishing what are your core values? What is most important? So my mission is to be an outstanding role model that makes a positive difference in the world by helping others make their dreams come true. And when I'm doing something now, I go back, you know what, am I living my mission and my purpose? And if I am, then, then I really feel good about myself. So my recommendation is you really got to know what you're all about, your why, 
in, in your core, what you are, you're going to stand for, what you're going to live for, what you will die for. Uh, and once you're clear on that, I think it really is a guiding light in helping you finding your passion and then being able to persevere from there. Okay. So I'm going to keep it drilling down a little bit just so that yep. the, the listeners can really get the full benefit out of this. Um, I, I understand that and I've tried that exercise myself and I can't say that I'm as successful as you that I can just recite it like I'm you know, reciting something that I'm used to say many times, but I could just see you um, on the video version, just closing your eyes and just boom, <laughs> you know, spitting it out. <laughs> and obviously, if you have such a clear uh, mission statement and you really know where you are, that of course that makes everything, you know, it's a barometer to judge the whole world by. But let's say I'm struggling. I sit down on a quiet Sunday morning, I go into a coffee shop and I take out a pen and paper or I open up my laptop and like personal mission statement on top. And now it's just blank. I have no idea. I got to pay the bills so I could live to work, or do I work to live? Like, how do how do we start that whole that whole process? Well, I I'll give you two answers. The first thing is I think you really have to start jotting down things like uh, you know what's most important to you. For me, like it was uh, integrity and building trust, and do I want to be a role model? And so you know it was a process. This didn't take me you know two hours to do. I mean I I started to jot notes down, like you said. You know I put it on top. You know what am I all about? What's my real mission in life? And it, it, it was a process, so it took me time. The other thing that I, I truly believe that's helped me immensely and I helped a lot of people that I've worked with, my players and now my audiences and people I work with, is that, uh, you know, we all hear about it, but I found that so many people don't practice it. You know, what are your goals? What are you trying to reach? And, you know, like I, I talk to people about what are your daily disciplines? And I give two illustrations. Like one is that I do a daily goal list where I put the date on top and I put down uh, what I'm trying to accomplish and really for the next year. And what I highly recommend to people that are just starting this, start with three. What are your three most important goals? And then try to write them down each day. And then even take it another step further by putting it on an index card, get up in the morning. And like I, I share two statements. I do this every day. <laughs> it's yeah, so funny that you day. mentioned that. That's uh, great. Go and ahead. you know, the two things I'll always say is I'll say I am responsible and I like myself. And then I, re- I say my goals in front of a mirror. I do that every morning. I also do it just before I go to bed. And so, again, is the late great Zig Ziglar. I love quotes. I used to give my team a quote every day mm-hmm. is that I is that you can't hit a target you don't have. So by being very clear about who you are and you know what you're going after, and then the last part well, of let that is... Let me give you is, another quote because you love quotes. I believe this one's from, okay, Wayne, sure. this one's from Wayne Gretzky. Is, um, okay. He says that you miss... Uh, you know, it's a sports metaphor. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Absolutely. It's, a, it's an awesome quote. And, uh, and I, I, the last part of the goal setting process is what I call the think tank. And that is where you put your goal up on top of a piece of paper and then start see if you can come up with 20 ideas on how you can possibly make that goal come to fruition. And when you do that, then the last part is taking action, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and, and keep going. You know, that perseverance kicks in. Yeah, I mean, the taking action part is where a lot of us fall out. You know, even even mm-hmm. the, the personal mission, mission statement, you know, was, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times people are reluctant to start that because 
perhaps, I don't know if it's psychologically true or not, but you probably know better than I do, but perhaps we're encountering our mortality, is that there's, there's a finite mm-hmm. start and end to our visit here, and right. we, we better leave with having accomplished something, or we didn't really use our time here wisely. So right. now that that's the case, we have to start writing. This is not a will yet. This is a, the, a lifetime will, the will that we're right. going to live by, not that we're going to leave for others. And sometimes the biggest challenge, at least for me, and this might be true for others too, just get started. Is that, you know, it's okay. Once you start writing and uh, you're starting with ideas and every day, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a techie, so I do everything on my phone. And, but every day, I'm right. j- j- any, any thought that comes in that has to do with this, just jot it down and... Everyone, you know, and when you review it, you, you can be surprised how much, it, you know, how much that information grows. But right. for me, the biggest challenge has really been just getting started, you know, and realizing that yeah. it's necessary. And then the, the other part is what you mentioned is, you know, taking action, taking, you know, it doesn't have to be, like you said, dumping your career and starting doing something drastic and starting right. hiking up Mount Everest. You know, it doesn't <laughs> have to be anything crazy, but it means yeah. taking, just take every day, take one step towards whatever it is, define the step and take it. Right. That's really that's that's really awesome. And uh, I'd like to add one thing is that I ahead. think the other thing is you know being a coach myself is that you know I think everybody needs a coach you know and whether it's where you have like your own personal coach or you have a mastermind group or a networking group or uh, you know just even you know doing things like reading biographies of people that overcame challenges whatever it happens to be but you need to keep those resources and. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I understand, you know, because, you know, if you t- actually hire a personal coach, it can get expensive. But, you know, it's interesting that the best athletes in the world, the CEOs of the world, uh, you know, the high achievers, almost all of them have coaches. You know, and it's, you, know you wouldn't think that because, you know, they're at this high level. Well, no, they, they, they need coaches. They need Absolutely. people that can it can help them and inspire them and that kind of thing. This has so. been a challenge for me because when I started in my position as a nursing home administrator, so it's definitely a leadership role that I was thrown into, not really mm-hmm. very prepared. Um, and as I'm growing into the role with family expenses growing at the same time, I really did not, it was challenging to find the extra funds for a personal leadership coach. But I made that mm-hmm. decision. And if you listen to my first episode, that's my interview with my coach, Gotti Pollock. Um, I've, I still do. I keep on starting and stopping with him because like, all right, this month I could do it next month. I don't think so. See you in three right. months. And every time I do it, it's like, I got to do this every day. But you know, so you got, it's, it's all about finding that right balance, but there's so much right. value. I mean, a big part of the impetus of starting this podcast really has to do with those sessions and a lot of, you know, the success that I am achieving in, you know, in my administration role has to do with that too you started mentioning right. before about resources and uh, other than coaching or perhaps in additional to coaching um, and any particular books podcasts shows or anything that that has been very helpful for you and that you can recommend for others who are also looking to be more in touch with who they are find their passions and develop their careers well, you know, that's a great question. Um, sometimes it can be challenging because, uh, you know, there's some general books, and I'll give you a few ideas that that have been great for me. But at the same time, I, I truly believe that you got to find the books that are things that you're passionate about, that you want to grow in that area. And it may be something totally different than what I am. For example, I love learning about success and leadership and, and how to motivate 
those are a lot of things I, I read. So uh, the seven habits of the highly effective people, an all time classic is, is, is a wonderful book that I love, you know, think and grow rich. I've read a new number of books by, uh, by um, uh, John Maxwell, the leadership guru. Uh, you know, I've read a lot of coaching books. You know, when I grew up, John Wooden, the late great UCLA coach. Uh, I've read a, a lot of books about him and, and other successful coaches. Um, so, you know, again, depending on uh, what you know, Jack Canfield. Uh, you know, the success principles is an unbelievably great book, and so many. Uh, there's so many wonderful ones out mm-hmm. there. Um, that you can pick up. So, and again, I think it's just as you move on, like right, one of the most recent books I read uh, was a book called Contagious because I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's a better way that we can market, you know, and what, what what's contagious, what isn't, you know. So again, as you move in your journey, you got to find out what things are, where you want to grow, and there's great books in that. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you've really, really given quite a few resources right there, and I'll definitely put a link in the show notes to those books for those who want to read it. And it's true that it does, of course, it depends what you want to go into and what's your right. field and what's your particular interest. But truth be told, almost everything that you mentioned, I've read some of them, and I've, now I plan yeah. reading the others. Um, yeah. uh, the, most of those are pretty generic because leadership applies to every single person. You have to take leadership in your own right. life and success, obviously. Right. that That's definitely something that... Um, that we're that we're all striving for, and right. what you said about contagious, you really got me thinking. Um, I, I'm trying to figure this out. Something magical happened. Not just what happened that on the basketball court with JMac, but additionally, the world's reaction. The world was so blown away by, by really, it's pretty courageous because, as you mentioned, some of your struggles in your coaching career, and you really you're putting him in the game. Four minutes left to go, and you take you know you're putting something on him, and. And just the reaction, you know, and how successful he's been. And for some reason, people ate that up. That was, that was people like were desperate to see that and to feel mm-hmm. that inspiration. So I wonder if we could really break down exactly what happened there and figure out how to replicate it. Maybe this idea for your next book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, figure out how to replicate it. That might, you know, that could really help for, you know, for marketing purposes, for anything. You know, there's something, something, obviously you can't get JMAC or someone like that on the court, hitting free throw, hitting three pointers. That's not happening every day. But if you can right. figure out why that was so, the world was starving for such inspiration, and replicate right. that, you know, that could be awesome. All right, uh, I really appreciate your time today, uh, Coach. But just before we wrap up, if you can just give the audience, if they want to be in touch with you, I know that you're a phenomenal uh, keynote speaker, and you have your books, and you know, you have your website. What is the best way for people to get through to you if they want to contact you and talk to you further? Sure. Uh, the best way is, is through my website. It's uh, coachjimjohnson.com. And uh, I do have a, a manager named is Kate Holgate that's uh, wonderful to work with. And we have our number and contact information on there uh, that you can uh, reach out. I, I do have a free newsletter you can sign up for on there. We I also do a weekly blog that you can sign up for, uh, you know, all complimentary and just ways that you can continue to grow uh, that I really try. You know, that's one of my journeys now is to help others make their dreams come true. So I'm always trying to feed their minds with information that's helped me or I've learned from other people. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm on your website right now. And I just see, um, I just see so, you know, the resources that you're referring to and reach out today more about me and all that. And the newsletter is right there on the bottom. So, so that's definitely very, very valuable information. 
Um, if there's one final tip, one final thought to help uh, those who are struggling with success in their careers, if there's a, maybe one final quote um, that you would want to share with them just to get a little bit stronger in, in what they're doing and maybe a little bit more focused into what they should be spending their time doing. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I'll end, as I said, I love quotes. And, uh, you know, I, I one of my favorite Americans of all time was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, I think he said it best when he said that we all can be great because service leads to greatness and we all have the capability to serve. So I want to leave your audiences that when you're having that mindset, that service, I call it service leadership mindset, that you're trying to seek ways that I can add value and help others. That's a pretty darn good way to get uh, uh, success in your own life by helping others be successful. Awesome. I really love that. And the proof that I love that is that I do a PowerPoint presentation on customer service to my staff, and I have a slide with that quote right on it. So that that is awesome. I really appreciate it, Coach Jim. And um, again, I'll put a link to all of the information that we discussed in the show notes and we'll be able to find all of that uh, on the website. And again, thank you so much, Coach, for your time. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad, glad we do it. I look forward to continuing our relationship. It was wonderful to talk to you today. It was a week.